Consolation of Philosophy by Boethius, Book 2, Section 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Book 2, Section 2. Now I would fain also reason with thee a little in fortune's own words. Do thou observe whether her contentions be just? Man, she might say, why dost thou pursue me with thy daily complainings? What wrong have I done thee? What good of thine have I taken from thee? Choose, and thou wilt a judge, and let us dispute before him concerning the rightful ownership of wealth and rank. If thou succeedest in showing that any one of these things is the true property of mortal man, I freely grant those things to be thine which thou claimest. When nature brought thee forth out of thy mother's womb, I took thee naked and destitute as thou wast. I cherished thee with my sustenance, and in the partiality of my favor for thee, I brought thee up somewhat too indulgently, and this it is which now makes thee rebellious against me. I surrounded thee with the royal abundance of all those things that are in my power. Now it is my pleasure to draw back my hand. Thou hast reason to thank me for the use of what was not thine own. Thou hast no right to complain, as if thou hast lost what was wholly thine. Why, then, dost bemoan thyself? I have done thee no violence, wealth, honor, and all such things are placed under my control. My handmaidens know their mistress. With me they come, and at my going they depart. I might boldly affirm that if those things, the loss of which thou lamentest, had been thine, thou couldst never have lost them. Am I alone to be forbidden to do what I will with my own? Unrebuked the skies now reveal the brightness of day, now shroud the daylight in the darkness of night. The year may now engarland the face of the earth with flowers and fruits, now disfigure it with storms and cold. The sea is permitted to invite with smooth and tranquil surface today, tomorrow to roughen with weave and storm. Shall man's insatiate greed blind me to a constancy foreign to my character? This is my art. This is the game I never cease to play. I turn the wheel that spins. I delight to see the high come down and the low ascend. Mount up if thou wilt, but only on condition that thou wilt not think it a hardship to come down when the rules of my game require it. Wert thou ignorant of my character? Didst not know how Crucis, king of the Lydians, erstwhile dreaded rival of Cyrus, was afterward pitiably consigned to the flame of the pyre? and only saved by a shower sent from heaven? Has it escaped thee how Paulus said a meed of pious tears to the misfortunes of King Perseus, his prisoner? What else do tragedies make such woeful outcry, oversave the overthrow of kingdoms by the indiscriminate strokes of fortune? Didst thou not learn in thy childhood how there stand at the threshold of Zeus two jars, the one full of blessings, the other of calamities. How if thou hast drawn over liberally from the good jar, what if not, even now, have I departed wholly from thee? 
what if this very mutability of mine is a just ground for hoping better things? But listen now, and cease to let thy heart consume away with fretfulness, nor expect to live on thine own terms in a realm that is common to all. Song 2 Man's Covetousness What though plenty pour her gifts with a lavish hand, numberless as are the stars, countless as the sand, will the race of man content cease to murmur and lament? Nay, though God all bounteous give gold at man's desire, honors, rank, and fame content not a whit is nigher, but an all-devouring greed yawns with ever-widening need. Then what bounds can e'er restrain this wild lust of having, when with each new bounty fed grows the frantic craving? He is never rich whose fear sees grim want forever near. End of Book Two, Section Two, and Song Two